the week where caterpillar cakes and football all went to shit, Hearts went back to normality with a draw. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined once again this week by Simon, Hammy, Paddy and not Cameron. Uh, together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Paddy, you turned 30 on Saturday. Happy birthday. Um, everything's Thank went you. absolute shit since then. Uh, it's all my fault. <laughs> I am in fact the one evil superpower that keeps doing all this stuff. <laughs> every day you get older, everything just gets worse. Aye. Um, I think we have to speak about the, the Super League boys. It's been exhausting. I've not been able to, to stop watching Sky Sports News, but it's all changed while we've been watching the uh, Morton game this evening. Um, as it looks like all the teams are pulling out. But why don't we start, Paddy? Um, what did you make of the Super League, first of all, and this coming out of the blue on Sunday, Sunday evening? But I mean, you say coming out the blue, this is. It's been talked about for ages, but nobody took it yeah. seriously. I don't think folk took it seriously when they actually said it as well. And then they, there was an official announcement at, at like 11.30 at night. So not only did they announce something that was shit, but it was a really snidey way to do it as well when everybody was in their bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, aye. And it's just, it's just football's fucked. It's corruption. Like, I don't even, I don't, I don't like UEFA either. Like it's there is no nobody wins in this. There is no good side here, apart from the Broken Hearts podcast. <laughs> Keep getting stronger and stronger. Um, it's a funny one. So I guess it's still to be formally confirmed that all twelve teams are pulling out at the time of recording this, but it's looking that way. But that's because UEFA have basically made the Champions League money the same as what they were going to get for the Super League. So. The rich have just got richer, even still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so it's so corrupt. Like they've clearly they've clearly done this to force UEFA into doing something, mm-hmm. and UEFA have obviously been shitting themselves because the biggest teams were threatening to leave. Yeah, uh, I hate it. I hate every single bit about it. Well, well, you, Paddy, as a as a big Arsenal fan, and you, Hammy, as a big Spurs man, um, <laughs> it must have been a hairy couple of days. I mean, what would you have done if that had went through? Would you have stopped supporting your beloved English clubs? Um, I think, yeah, I, th- I think even your your diehards down south were, were, from what I gathered on social medias and all that, a lot of fans were were really about to. Just chuck it essentially because clubs were looking to get fans from, you know, sort of the Middle East and um, mm-hmm. you know China and Singapore that was mentioned. The, the what's his name? The the Real Madrid president Perez. Is it? Perez uh. Yeah, he's coming out and saying we need to play these games to get essentially other fans. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just and the, the fact that these club chairmen of. I've went along with this, or chairman, or owners, or you know whoever's behind it. It's just, it it's properly just shitting on the little guy. Um, mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people were were giving it all the old, you know, um, they're taking it away for the working class fans and all that. But this has been, as Paddy was saying, this has been coming. You know, when you know, when fans are having to spend you know thousands of pounds 
a season on season tickets, 80 odd quid and a, a fit bottle. It's already been taken away for the working class fan. Um, mm -hmm. This was just a, a pretty major step up. Um, because I guess realistically, you're expecting fans to travel all across Europe every season to go and watch their team, which boggles my mind. I know you do that for the Champions League and all that, but it's a, it's an event. You you know, just playing every season just to cater to, you know, other supporters across the world. Just uh, mental. Uh, piggybacking off off the back of that, Jarvis, is like. It's UEFA as well. Like we, there seems to be this thing that UEFA are the good guy now, but I'll, I'll take you back to the Europa League final of 2019, which was Arsenal-Chelsea. Mm. And it was a 68,000-seater stadium in Azerbaijan. 68,000 seats. And Chelsea got 6,000 tickets and Arsenal got 6,000 tickets. Yeah. So by my calculations, that means there was 56,000 seats for corporate. Yeah. That is where football's at at the moment. Right, it's bonkers. And like you were saying there, Hammy, about you know following your team all over Europe. I mean, you'd be lucky, say Liverpool, for example, you'd be lucky if they even play many of these games in Europe. They were all going to be all over Asia, all over. Well, Europe. yeah, exactly. Turn into the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I know, like they said, they're going to, they want to continue the domestic leagues, but I just. When you know they complain enough about you know essentially they're in the Champions League and then they need to play in like Azerbaijan or whatever, and it takes you two days to get there and back, and the fixture congestion, and then it's like, ah, we'll just chuck another one in, um, to wherever these games would be, um, a lot further away. It just it seemed like a complete non starter that they were going to be able to play in the leagues, but well, obviously, now they've. They've all um, shot out of it essentially. Aye. Aye, it's been it's been bonkers. I mean, in in hindsight, now do you think the see the English Premier League? Do you think they're going to welcome back the clubs with open arms and say, "Listen, we all make mistakes," or do you think <laughs> they could still face punishment here? I don't think there'll be a punishment. No. Yeah, I, I don't think there will be. I think they, I just think they still hold too much power. Um, yeah. Sadly, um, the other teams will sort of stomp their feet and all that, but I think the FA will welcome them back in. They need them for the the billions every year for the Sky money. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's got to that point. You never know. You might see it, hopefully, in the future. Some change will happen now, but I, I doubt it. I doubt it, yeah. I mean, hopefully, I doubt this, considering the, the government that's uh, currently in charge, but... Um, <laughs> Hopefully, this stems the big changes. You know, look at Germany. There's a reason why no German teams were going there because they're fan owned and they've got <clears throat> fan 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 boards and not like a Hearts board, like a proper fan board. You know, <laughs> these things just wouldn't happen there because it's all built on social and community aspects. Yeah, and these, these clubs couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, it's not just smoke and mirrors. The stuff they do in their communities now, and football's in a shambles. Can only exactly. hope that this is going to lead to, to big wholesale changes. We've seen Ed Woodward uh, resign or get sacked tonight. And hopefully, that's just the start of it. You know, get the get these clubs back to the fans. I totally yeah. agree. I, I, with the German, sorry, Tammy, on you go. You, just speaking about the English clubs there as well, though. I mean, I do think it is a bit rich. The more now you sort of turning around when 
at the same time they've they've taken the sky money for years. They mm-hmm. spent you know hundreds of millions on players, letting this bubble get bigger and bigger, and then all of a sudden they turn around when it doesn't suit them and go, oh, they're taking our club away from us again. It's it's been a long time since since they've um, they've had control, and you never know. It might be like the German clubs in the future. These I know that the Foundation of Hearts were speaking to Newcastle fans representatives about um, mm-hmm. fan ownership, so you never know. But the German clubs, is I think Paddy was going to say, they've got it right. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. They've got a, a fifty plus one rule essentially, meaning that the fan has the majority of ownership, and no private outside company can have majority of ownership to avoid situations exactly like what's happened in England now, where you've got US and Saudi investment from all over the world who then take full control of a club, and then then do things like this. Right. Okay. It's unbelievable. It's that dirty American money. <laughs> Not to be trusted. It's also like Tottenham potentially just sacked Jose Mourinho because he didn't know what to do this. Now they've got Ryan Mason in the dugout for a cup final. And... <laughs> They're better off with Ryan Mason. Hey! <laughs> they are, though. Who is younger than us, by the way. There is a manager in the Premier League younger than we are. Is he? What age is he? He's 29. Wow. Did not know that. That's even younger than Ian Caffrell was when he was Hearts boss. Aye. Aye. Good luck to him. Good luck to him. Bye. Josie had just absolutely chucked that in. <laughs> it's, I'm sure he'll be fine with his, uh, what is it, 20-odd million he'll, he'll get as a... Aye, exactly. Have you seen yeah. that? Jose has made over a hundred million in the last ten years of being sacked. <laughs> <laughs> that's what his pay. He's got over a hundred million in payouts. Good that's job if you can get it. All right, that's why he is the special one. Yep, he knows what he's doing. Um, so that was the that's the kind of view from you guys as Arsenal and, and Spurs supporters. Simon, what would what would have been going through your head considering Hart's current situation and our awful body, which is the, the SFA? If the if a move had come up through that down south, what would have went through your head? No. No, I'm like I'm glad Scotland is a bit tin pot still. I'm glad that the, the club still has to rely on the fans. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm glad that clubs aren't now marketed bigger than than we could ever be. Mm-hmm because then we, we can't live beyond our means that obviously we're well aware of the club has done before. So I think it's good being kept in check and it shows you that they can't just make it all about money. They need to make sure the, the fans are still engaging. Yeah. Which is a win for us. Aye, that's a good point. We know the TV money shit. We spend within our means. We're luckier than most because we've got the, the Foundation of Hearts money as well, of course. But... Aye, I love Scottish football, man. It really just made me appreciate Scottish football a lot more. I just thought, aye, I'm glad everyone knows each other like enough that we have rivalries with team in like League Two. Like we have no business having rivalries <laughs> with teams in League Two. Like imagine that. But it's it's a good laugh. We all fucking hate everyone. So aye. and everyone hates us. It's brilliant. Aye. And we even hate ourselves as well. Which is oh, I hate hearts. <laughs> <laughs> all the fans hate each other too. Aye. Just one big toxic cesspit, and I can't wait to get back to Tin Castle. <laughs> um, 
that was the Super League. It's very confusing. It could all change again. There could be a counter, counter, counter from the Super League. So we'll see what happens by the time we record next weekend. Um, but speaking of TV deals, uh, Sky have confirmed that next season, all games, uh, this is in the Scottish Premier, can continue to be streamed on club websites uh, unless, unless they're being shown on Sky. So this is not something we've had to worry about this year because we've not been on Sky. Um, but basically, all, your, all the Hearts games, you'll still be able to watch them and hear Laurie Dunsire through the website, if, you, if that's your thing. Um, How much is it? Like, well, like, it'll probably be about 15 quid, won't it? I believe I've had mine through my season ticket. Fantastic value <laughs> of um, roughly £86 per stream. Um, <laughs> I think it's been about £16 or £18 this year for like pay per view. Aye. Yeah. So. That's shocking. Aye. That's Jink Hammy as, as a scientist. Is that a, a worrying <laughs> sign that we're, we're not going to be getting back to like a, a full capacity time castle? What do you think the thinking is behind this? I'm I'm still very optimistic, if I'm honest with you. Um, you know the fact that they're they're having fifteen thousand in Hamden, yeah, in June. Um, so what season starts August day time? I think you you maybe you might lose a few games, or it might be sort of fifty sixty percent. But I think current estimates are every single person in Scotland or every adult in Scotland to have the first dose of the vaccine by the end of July. Mm-hmm. So with the, the high, highest priority groups all done, their second ones by then as well. So um, I think by the August time, we might not get the League Cup stuff, but I mean, they're never full anyway. Um, so optimistic. It might not be for right at the start of the season, but mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be anything like this season. I mean, you've got to hope. If it is, then there's no fucking point in playing. Like just... Chuck it. I'm not doing another season where I'm watching streams. I'm actually I'm not doing another season if Robin Nielsen's still in charge, but we'll get to that later on, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bold comments after a wonderful performance against Morton this evening. <laughs> um, aye, fingers crossed. So Jure, so say when you say getting back to Tincastle, are you meaning socially distance or are you talking capacity by like later in the year? I think they'll They'll probably plan for socially distance, but even then, the I know I know Tynecastle's been trialing sort of fast testing, lateral flow tests, and things like that for entry. Um, but you've got even you got to look down south um, with the the uh, was it the snooker? So by the yeah. final, they're wanting full capacity indoors at the Crucible. Mm-hmm. So these things are going to get trialed, and I, I do just think by the time we get there, it'll be. I would like to think at capacity, or if not, it will be a quite highly percentage socially distanced. Okay. Interesting. It's going to feel right claustrophobic, yeah? It's going to be large when you're suddenly back in a big crowd of folk. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't like people. I quite like being socially distanced with folk. No. <laughs> Aye. I've quite enjoyed table service in pubs. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they've been open, right? soon um, and I, even the, the championship promotion playoff slash premier re- relegation playoff that's going to have fans in it apparently that'll be late May albeit like 300 fans I think they're saying but yeah uh, it's all, all good steps in the right direction uh, you know one team who's not going to need to worry about any TV money 
anything being on Sky, and that's Aloha because they're bloody down. <laughs> <laughs> Who day? Who day? Um, <clears throat> moving on to some player stuff for you. Um, Paddy, Harry Cockton, he's offered a contract, probably a terrible one, declined it. Can you blame him? In no way, shape, or form. Loaned out about 40 times after playing well for us, I may bother. See you later, Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Hearts. Um, Simon, the Harry Cochran's an interesting one when you think about his development bursting on the scene at 16 in was it 2017 that year. And what's going to happen What jinx went wrong through his teenage years here? I don't see how a player can, on his debut, prove that he is good enough against the best team in the country at the time to then go to not being good enough. Like, what's happened there? Yeah. There's, <laughs> I, <laughs> and, and I know a lot of people, like again, looking at social media, and that, a lot of people seem to be blaming Harry on his, he's not done this, he's not done that. But this isn't an isolated instant as well. We're seeing the same way. You know, Andy Irvin's not signing a contract. Um, Players don't trust that the, it's good for their development. So yeah. they're going to go find a place that's good for their development where they're going to get opportunities. We, we were talking about, was it Lewis Moore last week? And Callum Morrison. Um, Anthony McDonald. Anthony McDonald. The list is just pretty endless, really. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And and I know a lot of people are saying he's not bulked up or anything, but I've seen sort of a comparison photo of him between when he broke through and now, and he, he's he's bulked up. He's still a slight laddie, but... He's also still a child. Yeah. Like he's also still a very... Like, most players in centre mid probably don't break into the first team until about 23, 24. Yeah. And you, you know, we all know how much you... Like, how big you think you are when you're in your early 20s compared to your later 20s. You do fill out a lot more. Yeah, you do. Some more than others. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we just needed to be patient but we just don't we seem to just kind of give them a wee bit to keep them interested but then when it it's, it's comes the time for them to kick on we kind of just stick with the shitty journeyman and I'm not entirely convinced you know a six month loan at Dunfermline I think he only played like 12 times and then he was called back by Stendhal because he wanted to see what he's on and then a loan to what League Two Montrose this season, who yeah. were in and out of pl- even playing. And then, you know, right. I, I think it's really unfair to judge them on those two very small stints. And again, I don't see the masses benefits of dropping down to League Two to play for a, a young player like that. It's, if, if he's <sighs> proved he can do it at the highest level, why not just give him small doses of that? Just, just patter him in and, and feed him in a wee bit at a time. Instead of just sending him off to these clubs where he's playing very rarely this season. I don't know how many appearances he made. Seven, was it, for Montrose? He's had injuries as well. Aye. One of the problems with Cochrane. He's had a, a good wee bit out there um, at Montrose. And it was the same at Dunfermline. He was injured there as well. But you could So you're saying he was injured at Dunfermline and then we sent him to an even worse league with even worse pitches. <laughs> exactly what happened. <clears throat> Uh, see when you see this happening to, to boys in their teenage years, <clears throat> I always think you know they're, they're still growing. Yeah, <laughs> like no wonder they're getting injured. They're playing so much before. Now, I know it's something you said quite a few times, Simon, about not expecting players to be breaking, bursting on the scene at sixteen. We've no. given them time through the youth system and coming through at twenty and stop rushing these players in. Yeah, 
you look at I mean obviously the top clubs can afford to do it, but you look at what they like the, the best run clubs do with their youngsters, it's it's rare that they'll just start playing 30, 40 games in their first couple of seasons as a teenager. I mean, there is obviously exceptions to the rules. And you right. see what happens to a lot of these players is they like Wayne Rooney had to retire at what, like 32? Yeah. Because his body was just shutting down. Jack Wilshire's pretty much retired already. Mm-hmm. See what happens to these players that just get run into the ground when they're teenagers. So remember there's no Fred- rush. Remember Freddie Adu? <laughs> I wow. don't know if he was ever actually very good. Or if he was just... <laughs> I think that was what he was just crap. <laughs> he was by the time he was 16. Then we'll have him playing like adults when he was nine or something. So just be patient with these guys. But I mean, obviously, like a club like Hearts can't afford to be as patient as some, but they're not even playing it's not even like we've run them into the ground they're not even playing uh, it's just bizarre eh? a, cu- a couple of things on Cochrane for me I mean, a lot of people have said oh, he wasn't that good he just had one good game against Celtic which is total bullshit go and, go and look back there was that period where we played those games at Murrayfield when the main stand was uh, getting finished he was playing week in week out and he was by far our best midfielder and that was his debut season, no long turned 16. He then really burst on the scene, scene again, Celtic, with Scott Brown in his back pocket, who was like, remember, they were, what, 67 games unbeaten at that 69. Time? 69. Scott Brown was probably the, the, the peak of his career. And he still had a good, a good wee phase after that game. And then he, he got an injury against Scott Brown, and that was it. All of a sudden, he's just punted at the door away to Dunfermline. Aye, that Scott Brown challenge point maybe changed the trajectory of his career. The good, the good man Scott Brown just wanting everyone to succeed. Aye, <laughs> um, I, mean, I can. I hope he comes good. I hope he signs for oh, the aye. championship team, does well, gets promoted, finds himself. He's never getting a championship team. Oh, you mean in Scotland? Scottish championship. All team. right. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hope he, hope he does it because at the end of the day that goal against Celtic that was one of the happiest moments I've ever had at Tynecastle. Genuinely <laughs> <laughs> was. If you were to ask, it was up there top top three favourite goals I've ever seen at Tynecastle, and I'll always have that memory. So thank you, <laughs> young Mister Cochrane. Um, on to the next one going out the door. Rumour has it that <laughs> Andy Irving has hired. Uh, this is just rumours. I must say. Rumours that Andy Irvin has hired a agent with European connections. Looks like he's trying to get a, a move abroad. Um, a, an agent which has previously had players moving to Italy and other places in Europe. Um, I, I've got a very good... I, like, I feel like he's going to go now. Have you got Aye. any confidence that he's going to be playing for Hearts next season? No, none at all. What, is there like two games left now? Yep. Two games, I. And he can sign for a team now. He can speak to teams now. So I'd be surprised if he wasn't. He would be a fool if he was only waiting for, like for the, his contract to finish with Hearts before speaking to other teams. Mm-hmm. Like he would be mad not to be speaking to teams now and and trying to sort a deal because it's going to be a short summer. Mm-hmm. It's going to come around quick. I think that'll be the biggest letdown of Robbie Nielsen's season for me if Andy Irving goes. Is that saying something? I know. I, I really do think Andy Irvin could be a special player. I think he could potentially play for Scotland one day. You can see it. He'll end up being like in the Vanarama in a couple of years or something. But Aye. 
but the talent's there. I get what you're saying. Like the, the ability is there if he's coached well and he gets the opportunities and he mm-hmm. he gets played the right amount. I get it. And I, if I was in his position, even as a Hearts fan, I get it. Like I'd probably be thinking the same. Like you look at the way the the coaching's going. You look at the way we're playing. Doesn't really look like Robbie Nielsen's going to actually be leaving. We're probably going to have him to start next season. I'd be thinking, my career's short. I need to make sure that I, I make the most of it. Right. Just hungry to go and play football in, in the right way as well. Um, ah, you feel yeah. like he'd suit Italy, wouldn't he? Nah, literally playing in the Pirlo role, spraying Aye. balls a bit. That'd be quality. That'd be S- cool. Seven assists this season, which is joint top in the Championship. Yeah. See you later for free. Bye-bye. Chance to go in his jollies as well, because he's not going to get another one this year, so... Go abroad for the season. <laughs> right. right, good luck to him. Another one that will come back to haunt us, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> we've got a wee bit of a common theme here because can you remember the name Mark Leonard, promising young Hearts player? He's in the, the Scotland under I think it's like 16, 17 levels. Um, right. He was wanting a breakthrough in Hearts. It was about three years ago now. Um, wasn't getting a chance. That would have been under Levine's time. So he left, his dad was absolutely furious and couldn't believe it, who was his agent at the time. Then he signed for Brighton, uh, for Brighton, and he's continued through the Scotland youth system. You'll see him up there, up to like under 21s, I think now. Um, he's leaving Brighton now. Uh, he left, so he went to Brighton on a free, but we would get a, like a sell-on fee. But he's leaving Brighton on an end of contract, so we're now not going to get a penny for him. <laughs> we'll probably move to another English champion, well, to an English championship team or something. Perfect. So no money there and a wasted talent. Probably a future Scotland centre back. <laughs> Craig Levine probably didn't he like the way he walked or something. See, so this is a difference. Between, sorry, go for it. This is a difference between the corruption at Hearts and in Scotland and the Super League. Is they know what they're doing and we've <laughs> not got a fucking clue. <laughs> hey. I know. Like, how are we letting players leave for free? And you've got clubs like Brighton. Who like yeah, sign yeah. some gems? Be like, he's free. I will take him. Yeah. Oh dear. But don't worry, Paddy. It's all gonna be fine. Transfer news: Hearts are linked with Robert Inditti, former Bracknell free. Roberto. Agent. No, just Robert. No, it's <laughs> Roberto. It's Rab, right? <laughs> <laughs> Roberto Inditti, former Bracknell free agent, now at Forfar. But apparently, <laughs> he's been a standout in League One. Forfar are dead last in the league. Oh, good. Brackdale's also more famous for having an army barracks than a football team. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's five foot ten, but he's a centre back. <laughs> Just to, to add a wee bit more confusion to the mix, he's been playing right back and centre mid for them this season, as far as I can see. Um, in all seriousness, he joined them in like January. And the season didn't resume until what was it March sometime. He's only played. He's played like several games now, and apparently he has been very good. Um, he's even chipped in Margle, as far as I can see. But obviously, n- none of us have seen him play. No, no one we know have seen him play because of <laughs> who he's playing for. So let's just keep our opinions to ourselves. Eh? <laughs> right, we've got a great history of signing players, so. Uh... Let's, let's hope this one works out as well as all the other ones. He is only 20, so it doesn't sound like a very heart signing to me. 
Um, now, listeners who have been listening for a wee while will remember the famous "It's a Jimmy Dunn deal." <laughs> in the end of the summer, well, there's, there's a new Jimmy Dunn deal this week, and that is Declan Gallagher, who has rumouredly. <laughs> Where did you back. see this? I've seen it splashed over quite a few places, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, again. There's probably no truth to this at all. He's probably going to be at like Wickham next season or something. But uh, I'd be happy to see him coming in, despite his his really old age of thirty years old, like us here. Um, yeah, solid player for a couple of years. Would you be happy to see him come in, or would you be hoping for a, a younger player coming in, new signing policy, like we spoke about before? Nah, like the the difference between signing Declan Gallagher and then signing players with like say, like potential is you know Declan Gallagher can do it in the the top league in Scotland. You know, he's used to the game. He's obviously one of the better centre-backs on his day. I mean, I suppose he's had quite a bad season for Motherwell. I've not really been watching them. He's hardly played for them. He had yeah. the follow arguing with fans on Facebook and that's been... Right, okay. So is it more just he's just lost the, with the club rather than him actually playing badly? Uh, yeah, as far as I'm aware, yes. Sounds. He's not that old for a centre-back if you can get a couple of years out of him. He was playing for Scotland as recently as we can all remember. Yeah. I can't wait I mean, for him to sign for Philadelphia Union. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at he's just turned 30. And oh, he's got plenty of time. Oh, so he's so... a full year younger than Paddy. <laughs> exactly. Um, so no, I like sounds. I think you could get a couple of years out of him and then there's even still a chance of getting a bit of a, a you know, fee for him. Um, so it's not like again we we'll probably talking about Shea Logan again, thirty three year old. He's, he's by next season he's going to be sort of thirty four. Um, I would be. He's a young man. Ha- yeah, I'd be happy with that. And he's playing well. I know he's can be a bit of a nutter on Facebook with fans and all that, but but a character. Eh? Aye, Aye. We'll, we'll just wait. we'll just also bring in Dickamona and we'll put them together and it'll be like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Right. Oh, that's, you could take my season ticket money straight away yeah. <laughs> I mean it's surely just a dream though because that's all very sensible for hearts yeah. what's the signing Cleaver Tickamora well Gallagher and then selling them for like money hearts don't sell Aye. players for money to be fair that's like what's that Roberto Inditi and Declan Gallagher are opposite ends of the spectrum for me <laughs> so Aye. <laughs> It'll be in detail. <laughs> It'll be the one we sign. Right. I mean, sure, surely if he signs, he gets loaned out to the championship. See how he is another level up. But again, that's too sensible. He would just get chucked straight in the first team. John Sutter would be on the bench or something. <laughs> ruin, his, ruin his career early. Just completely ruin any confidence or ability that he thought he had. Yep. Also, play the absolute wheels off him, like Stephen Kingsley, <laughs> until he gets injured for six months. Aye. Something like that. Um, I right, Declan Gallagher and Craig Halkett bench. I'd be delighted with that in the summer. Um, speaking of all these transfers, Robbie Nielsen has said something to the papers in the last couple of days. So, like as of a week ago, well, who did we? What was the game before Alloa? The six 0 game. What was before that? Did we not get beat? Is it no Queen of the South? Aye. I've erased it from my memory, to be honest with you. Right. When tensions were high, put it that way, uh, Robin, <laughs> Nielsen, Robin Nielsen said, um, you know, there's going to be a, a high turnover. 
in the summer there, there needs to be a lot of changes here. He's Dunfermline. Oh, the Dunfermline game, yeah. He's can completely contradicted himself now, um, saying in that all, all we need to do is just bring in some quality in a couple of areas and we can get top six next season. So, for, I mean, he's all, got to obviously say that. He can't just come out and go, no, because if he can't sell all the squad, which he can't, because no one's interested, mm-hmm. and the ones anyone would be interested in paying money for are leaving for free. So mm-hmm. he's got to just say, Anne's obviously said to him, I don't know what you're talking, but we can't buy in like full on our 14 fucking players this summer. So he's had to come out and be like, oh yeah, the guys I've got are great. We'll get one or two bodies in and that'll be it. <laughs> he can't come out and go, they're all shite. If we didn't fucking change this right now, <laughs> I mean, I'm shite and all. <laughs> the sum of our parts are less, but that's not my fault. <laughs> um, no, I just thought it was a bad, bad thing to say. And I think by saying there's not going to be a massive turnover, it takes any pressure off the players. And as we've seen tonight, we're going to very quickly brush through the, the Morton game because it was so fucking dreadful. Um, you've got to keep the, the pressure on the players after the league's wrapped up. Otherwise, you're going to get dross performances like this. And another thing, it's insulting for Robbie Nielsen to say that we're just going to be a top six club next season. With the fourth biggest budget in Scotland, it looks like we're still going to be setting. Do you know what sixth place in the league looks like right now for St Johnston? Imagine how much we'd be moaning if our season looked like this. And, all, and by all accounts, it sounds it feels like St. Johnson have had a good season. Played 34, won 10, drawn 10, lost 14. Scotland. I'd be, I'd be fuming with that. That's the target for this time next year. See, that's just not good enough. Like, whatever way you cut it, it's just not good enough for hearts. Um, and I know that people say we've had our expectations are too high enough, but that's not a high enough expectation for me. My expectations are as high as our wage bill and our budget. Mm-hmm. Hey, if there should be a season with hearts where we're not challenging for third place and we're yeah. not far from it, I'd understand if they're like we somehow got a team together that we sold a lot of players and it was maybe like a start of a rebuild or something but really minimum 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 for us should be like fourth fifth sixth that should be like a, a sort of disappointing should have would have could have season so to aim that is be like oh that's the target to get sixth just embarrassing that's it's embarrassing and if he doesn't think he's the right man for the job to go straight back up and challenge for a third then go yeah. Get a moot shot. But I, I, I sort of feel like he's he's set again, you know, and he, he keeps going on about how oh, our only target this season was to get up. And you sit, we sit there and go, that, should, that was your minimum target. Once again, I sort of feel like he's just hit, hitting his target as minimum as possible so that he's he's safe and he's cushy. So you can then go to Anne and he goes, I tell you, I get you top six. We're sitting in sixth place. What's wrong? Yeah. No, that's that should be the minimum. If we're falling out with the top six, then the manager would need to go. If we're sitting sixth, and even then I'd be having questions because it's, I just don't think it's good enough. There's maybe you could maybe have a chat, but mm-hmm. oh, it's just I think the, the problem is we were that bad last year that those stats that win ten, draw ten lose 14 that's probably that's almost twice as good if not more than what we achieved last season 
Aye, that's that's way more. Did we not go down in like twenty-one points? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, aye, on paper it might look good. Oh, aye, we can get to that point still and get and get six. But still, last season was completely unacceptable. And I genuinely say, this squad hasn't got any better. They're just playing worse teams. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's what it comes down to. We'll speak about Morton in a bit, and we'll look at the squad a bit more and how it's going to look next season, potentially. And if we're playing, I know we've wrapped up the league, but the players looked like they were trying. They were just bad. Aye. And it's worrying, like, really worrying about next season. Good luck to anybody making it through the whole of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just when just when the listeners are coming off a high, oh, the Super League's disbanded already. Super. <laughs> Here comes the broken heart. Say. <laughs> wing, wing, you actually support, I <laughs> Looking forward to next season, are you? <laughs> Football shite. To take up our last sport. Well, listen, on a, a cheerio note. This will make you make you laugh. Uh, earlier today, I sat down and had an exclusive interview with Jolly Jamble, who was angrier than Gary Neville and more confused than Jamie Carragher with regards to this new Super League proposal. But please note, this was recorded before uh, the, the the dissemble of the Super League this evening. But you'll still enjoy some nice Greg's analogies here. So here you go. Well, Jolly, thank you for agreeing to sit down and talk to me tonight. How are you doing? All right, Jarvie, how's it, how's it going, Paul? I'm fine, I'm fine. I haven't spoke to you since Hearts won the league. I know, I, I, well, first first of all, I'd just like to say, won, won the Hearts like, eh? Champions of champions in the mighty championship and still still top of the catering league table, you know, serving up wins and hot dinners at the same time, that's the Hearts, eh? <laughs> but, you know, as, as where we are now, it's, it's time to push on back to the back to the top table, you know, and trust me, this time the knives will be out and it'll, it'll not just be for butter and that's that's for sure, Ken. Superb. Time for the club to change their priorities, eh? I think so. That was uh, that was some good news in what's been a very strange week, Jolly. Um, what have you made of the, the Super League so far? Well, it's just well, it's a whole lot of news, isn't it? It's, it's everywhere at the moment, but look, I'm a Hearts fan, Jarvis, like yourself, and I have no idea if this will have any impact on us at all. But uh, you know, even if it doesn't, the the thought of these silk cut billionaires thinking they can just steal football for the Bairns with a jumped up Super King League makes me makes me raging. So it does, you know. And look, football's a, a game of ordinary folk. Like it's it's no golf and tennis with our stuffy clubs. It's, it's punters like me and you and, and the boys eating pies and having a laugh. You know, it's kids playing in the parks. It's it's suit with your dad to, to your first cup final. It's, it's all these things and and, and all that's a threat because they're a tiny amount of greedy bastards and that's all you can call them at this stage, you know, whose only focus is, is money. And oh Christ, you you think M and S are bad for coming after Cuthbert the Carpel, you know, these guys will come after your granny for her homemade tablet. Um what do you think it will mean for lower league clubs? It'll be the end for all of them, Jarvie, you know. You know take a look at the, the championship down south, you know, it'll end up looking like like most high streets in the country now, eh? fully fully empty spaces, you know, like Debenhams and BHS and that. And I guess just like the high street, Mike Ashley will come in and buy up as much as they can. You know, it's it's, it's not going to be a, a, a good place. And, and 
I mean, even if these clubs survive, like, you know, who are they going to sign? You know, you'll have to be part of the big club to get access to any good players now. You know, that'll be it. They'll all go to the, the top teams. It'd be like, be like me and you walking into Greg's on a Saturday afternoon for our lunch. You know, we're wandered in there. Oh, we'll have a couple of these things and find out you're only allowed to, to order for the bottom in the, in the middle shelf, you know. Sausage rolls and steak bakes are for premium customers only, sir. Well, that's a lot of nonsense, you know. I've been here for years, like the, the punters at these clubs have been here for years and they should be able to get a top quality um, product. And, you know, I think think we've been, we're being robbed. That's very true. Um, what have you made of the reaction to the proposal from Sky and other media broadcasters? Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny one, you know. I'm 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 glad to see folk are raging because they should be, and you know I, I'm raging. But you know these Laurel and Hardy on, on Sky Sports greeting about money and competition, you are going to be having a laugh, you know. They're sitting there lying in their rain pockets with the the setup as it is now. You know TV money's ruined the Scottish game, and, and I can't we can't let. You know, Sky and UEFA come out of this like a bunch of freedom fighters smelling the sunshine and rainbows, you know. They're just the less bad of the bad guys, Ken, you know. It's like choosing between flat lager and fuzzy Guinness or something, you know. It's it's a sad state of affairs, Charlie. It really is. It's a sad state of affairs. Yes. I know it's, uh, it's been a tense week for you, Jolly. Thank you for, for sharing but some It's, of it's also... It's also very confusing, you know. I'm I'm just a, a simple guy that likes to go to the games on a, a Saturday afternoon, or you know when I can get back to the games. And and apparently this is all a day with Americans the way they run their sports. And well, I, I, I don't know how they run their sports, but it sounds push. And you know, and you were saying earlier that you know it's young youngsters aren't they aren't they watching the football? I can't believe that for a second. You know they're playing the PlayStation all day and and know what I watch the football. I don't believe it, Jarvie. No, there's that. It's a big pack of lies, Jolly, but we all know where we can go for the truth. Well, I think that you boys will get to the bottom of it for sure because you can use it always in the hunt for the truth, get to the hearts of the matter, like always, you know. Exactly. Right, Jolly, thank you for your time. We'll see you next week, hopefully. No problem, Jarvie. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Right. Greenock Morton, eh? So, hi. A terrible game against Greenock Morton. A team, a team so skint that their manager just left for free earlier in the season, um, just to keep them afloat. And their captain just retired right in the middle of the season, <laughs> terminated his contract. <laughs> That's how tin pot Greenock Morton are. They don't even have a training ground. They just train on on Greenock Council pitches. Greenock Morton. Simon, how do we line up for this one? Uh, the, who gives a fuck? Like, this is the least interest I've ever been in a game in my life. The only moment I thought, oh, is when Scott McGill came on and I thought, well, there's something I can watch here. But then I don't even remember him touching the ball. I struggled to watch this game from start to finish. I had chilli con carne for my dinner tonight, homemade. And I was eating that whilst I was watching the dinner, eh, whilst I was watching the game, and it distracted me for the game. I was so much more invested in my chilli con carne. (laughs) But we started with Craig Gordon... Um, and then a back three is Smith, Suter and Halkett. Andy Halliday at left back. Uh, Shea Logan at right back. McInef, Harron in the middle. And then a sort of tight front three of Henderson, Nunn, William Boyce. And like you said earlier, Jarvie, it didn't look like they weren't trying. They were just shite. 
Yeah, they were shite. Greenick Morton should have scored a good couple. If they had, it, there's a reason, obviously, these players play at that level. But if they had like one decent player up front, that boy worked his arse off. But all their chances they could have scored, they could have got like two or three. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever really looked like we were going to score. Not, and the stats reflect it. It's shocking. The, the first minute of the game, they had a post. That, that that should be a goal. That genuinely, there's no way that shouldn't go in. Yep. I think he's but he's went for the wrong side there. He went for the near post for some reason, and, and he should have been lashing it across the goal. It was... I mean, if he even if he goes near post, it's, it's also wide open. There's two massive spaces either side of Craig Gordon because they're just caught off guard. Craig Gordon sort of in the middle of nowhere, and he's lucky it hammers off the post. Aye. and like you say, they're, they're very similar instances two or three through that game just like that could have been goals um, and that was the only shot in the opening 15 minutes and the possession was at 50-50 it was just dreadful stuff um, 27th minute they had a good chance but hit it right at Gordon um, 29th minute that was the one where Nandwili tried to clear it that came off a Morton player and Gordon had to save it again clear it clear it right across his six yard box <laughs> I know what a fucking mad bastard. Amateur over. Um, and that, that's literally all my notes from the first half. Aye. It's, I'd... like I said, it is the most boring game of football I've ever watched. And you know what, right? Robbie Nielsen, the results are shite, right? But everything is taking the joy out of football. I didn't really care about watching Hearts play football right now. Yeah. This is a problem when, when titles are wrapped up. But... I mean, going into this one, I was wondering what we were going to see here, if we were going to see a full-on attack inside that was going to be playing. Nielsen was going to encourage them because he knows he needs to put in some convincing performances to get the fans back on side here. Or if we'd see Miguel Freer cast that, boat's, that boat's gone, Jarvis. No fans are coming back on side anymore. Like, that boat has sailed. If we won 6-0 tonight and we won 6-0 against them... Aye, I can see Saturday, fans going back. Fans are fickle enough to go back. It would have started to turn, but he's fucked it now after that one. It just looks so disjointed. There was absolutely no connection between like the centre-backs, the centre-mids. Liam Boyce was trying to cover far too much ground because there was no one linking between the midfield and defence. It's just so disjointed. No one seems to have like a clear role. It's almost like he's just said, this is the position you're playing. Kind of interpreted that out as you will. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like there's no instructions. I don't know. No player ever looks like they're doing like a consistent thing. They're all just kind of running about in the area that they're playing in. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple of people moaning about Michael Smith saying he kept getting up to the halfway line and passing it inside. Turning back, aye. And I, it, it almost feels like it's an instruction. Right? Yeah, like uh, you've got to, against these smaller teams, they, they can deal with you passing the ball a bit at the, the, the halfway line and coming back on yourself. They're just going to they're just gonna play in one half of the pitch until they get the ball and they're going to break. Mm-hmm. Why make it easier for them? Play balls in because they will make mistakes. Right. I've got to say, and this is by, by no means in defence of Robbie Nielsen, <laughs> But the pitch tonight, the <laughs> worst pitch. Aye, it was a sandbox, but they, there's no excuse. They should be good enough to deal with that. Aye, the Morton were pressing. Like, the ball was fucking bouncing over a little sand pile. The, the, <laughs> one of the Morton boys went to take a shot and just kicked a hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was nuts. Aye. Um, it genuinely, Parks are better, like, 
up the road at St. Hokia. Aye, they are. Crazy, man. Um, half-time stats, we had 59% possession, but done fuck all with the ball. Uh, according to, to my app, we actually had no shots, but I'm sure we had one or two. Uh, I remember One Matt, on target, I think. I think we only had, well, we had one on target in the second half, I know that. And I think, uh, yeah, I think Sky have it as one on target, yeah. For the whole game? Mm-hmm. Aye, and that was at the very end of the game. Yeah. So nothing in the first half. John Suter got a yellow card, I remember that. <laughs> that happened, I. It wasn't of... like we were playing three strikers. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. Second half, the 48th minute. That was at the start of the half, sorry. It was a, quite a fairly nice attack from Ewan Henderson. Uh, kind of spelled out to Nanduli, who drilled it at the keeper, but not for a corner. Nothing else happened until substitutions on the 62nd minute, where Henderson and Shea Logan went off for Naismith and GMS. Woo, the dream team coming on, eh? I know. Impact, speed. <sighs> they really had a huge impact. I don't remember GMS touching the ball once. In <laughs> um, defence of Shea Logan, he actually looked okay tonight. I thought he was attacking more than most, and he, he seemed to cope with the pitch quite well doing the flanks. Yeah, we attacked down his side so much more than um, than Halliday's. I seem yep. to just remember seeing Shea Logan do about 400 throw-ins. <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I did watch, it just felt like he was throwing the ball in. Yep. <laughs> Name a handball. <laughs> uh, Shea Logan. Um, Stephen Naismith looked quite heavy, I thought, when he came on. He, he, seemed, he seems to want to come on and tell everyone else what to do. And there was one bit I remember for the game where we were up in attack and the ball ended up back at our 18-yard box. And Naismith was playing like right back at this point and he passed the ball out. He tried to pass it back <laughs> to Heron. <laughs> Passed it straight for a corner to them. So it just, like, in a space of oh, 10 yeah, seconds, yeah. we were attacking and then they had a corner. It... Some it. shit at this team, either. Some absolute fucking shit. What an embarrassing Aye. team. On long term contracts as well. Aye, here for a while. <laughs> Harry Cochran? Nah, you can get away yeah. with it. Don't worry. Oh, no. I do want to say to, to our younger listeners, see Stephen A. Smith, if, you only, if you've only heard he was quite a good player, go on YouTube and watch. Naismith when he was at Everton uh, I just thought this today when I saw Naismith trundling down the wing trying to trap a ball I thought what a shadow of the man you used to be Aye, he's a what fraud now he's so fast like he's, he's like just how good he was a range of passing he had his shots he was fucking unbelievable when he was at Everton right? uh, used to score against the top four in the Premier League all the time now he can't score against fucking Greenock Morton <laughs> he can't even he can't even like get a shot or a chance. It's not even like he's just lost his shooting boots. He's just lost the ability to play football at this level. Yeah, a lot of it as well. Watching him and just going back to what you said, Simon, about players not knowing where they're playing. He just seemed to be hanging about wherever. Aye. There was no real. Like, it is just like he's getting told to go on and just try and score. Doesn't matter Aye. where you are, just try and get the ball, try and score, and that seems to be all the only instruction he gets because he's it's just all over the place and it's not. He's not that player anymore. He can't do that. No. See, so see, so I worked, Tammy. What was it two years ago when we were all right? The- <laughs> <laughs> he's popping up the goals all the time, but he's just so far off that pace now. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't look like he's got forty-five minutes of football in him. No, no, no way. He just he looked 
unfit and he just it doesn't seem to have that sort of concentration levels anymore. Even just the simple things like passing and controlling the boys, just he's like he's a million miles away. And oh, to be fair, I'd probably be the same if I was him at this point. Like, was he well, dead? he's probably one of our highest paid players. I want yeah. him to be able to play every fucking minute. And that's Hart's fault. I mean, yeah, but all that money, and he got a four-year deal, which is, if not one, then two years too too many for him in his career now. It's about but four years too many. Three. <laughs> uh, yeah, when he got offered that contract, we would have been raging if we never re-signed. He was our best player player by miles at that point. Aye, but no one ever thought that a four-year deal was a good idea. No, everyone went, oh, that's fucking great. He's signing four years. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Levine. Oh, no. Levine's legacy. Uh, bye. What can you do? Hopefully, just. We need to get Alex Neal in, like we were saying last week. And he pulls Naismith aside and goes, listen, mate, what are you still doing playing? <laughs> <laughs> Bet they're good pals. You'll play them all the time. <laughs> He's oh. not able to. He, he, like even if even if everyone wanted it, he's just no got it in the tank. Yeah. And it was that it, the first injury was that semi final at Murrayfield against Celtic. And that's where it just everything's went wrong for that day. Lewis just went right down. Just down. everything of a heart, not even just his career. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's been a shame to see when we've seen <laughs> hearts players go in this direction. Um no notes in, until the next sub. Uh, Adam McInef went off for Scott McGill. Uh, McInef didn't look like he did last week at all, but I think a lot of his game relies on a kind of mid-range on-the-deck passing. So I think he was just fucked trying to play on that pitch. I just think uh, we don't have a system. We just rely on players having good performances. And this was another game where no player had a good performance, so nothing happened. No, last but... week, a couple of players had a good performance, so we won 6-0. And again, the difference between it, just literally them turning up on the day. There's no consistency. There's no coaching. doesn't fucking matter. No. Um, I'm just glad. I'm glad John Suter never rolled an ankle on a on a sand pile. Aye. There was a moment where uh, he, fell, he fell over and the guy fell on top of him and the ball was underneath him. You see that all the time and people end up like breaking their collarbones and he just rolled about for two seconds and I thought, oh no, this is it. But then he got up and I was like, thank fuck. <laughs> that's what it's going to be like forever now. Aye. forever <laughs> oh he's getting injured again there's Don't no way that. a man with knees like that is making it for, <laughs> to the end of his career now won't say that <laughs> um, Scott McGill is a big lad eh? he's uh, really filled out since what last time we would have saw him was cowden beef at the very start of the season that the cup game uh, he's really filled out so he looked alright. He only had the ball a couple of times. Ah, exactly. He didn't really see the ball at all. I'd like to see him start. See, see what he's worth. I start him against Inverness. Eh? Let's take another another look at him. I'd put a full reserve. I wouldn't mind losing to Inverness. Just put a full reserve team out. Who gives a fuck? It's all about performance now, not about result. I I mean, since it was it was all or nothing for Nielsen. He either went to Martin tonight and destroyed them, and got fans back on side, or he's fucked it for me. He's Aye. It. Yeah, we got like Inverness and Wraith are two difficult games. We've you yeah. know we had Aloha and Morton, they were the sort of easy ones, putting good results here and we've you know And we've got so much to play for, Hammy. It's yeah. Like, like talk us through how the lineup for the playoffs is looking now. It's so close. Currently 
in the hunt for the playoffs, we're actually finally at a point in the season where everyone's on the same amount of games played. But Inverness are, are down in fifth place, a point outside. Um, chasing Dunfermline, who are on 36. Above them, Dundee on 39. And Wraith are sort of... I, th- I think Wraith have done enough now to get at least get into the, the playoffs. They're on 43, only eight points behind the Hearts, which is quite scary, um, considering. Um, obviously, we can, we're can we not getting caught, but we shouldn't be, shouldn't be, you know, possibly only winning this league by two points. I imagine that. Um, so, yeah, no, Inverness next week. Um, that's a big, big game for them. They they need to really win that to if catching sort of Dunfermline and Dundee. And then we, we've got Wraith, who again will probably try and cement their place as the second place team when we play. Yeah. And again, just try and catch us close up to us as well. So. That's it's, it. Uh, That's pretty good. tight. So much to play. Like they're going to be playing two of them. They've got nothing to lose otherwise. Aye. Yeah, of course. I mean, even it's funny looking down at the bottom because Dundee and 39 points are 12 points away from us, and they're also 12 points away from Greenock Morton, who are in ninth. That's <laughs> how tight the season is. It's just, and like I say, we're only eight points off a race in second place. Crazy. Um, just to just to wrap up the game, stats wise, there. And by the way, on the 87th minute, Craig Calcutt went up front. Aye, <laughs> see, and that sort of goes back to what you were saying about us actually trying to win this game. We we really were. We just Aye. couldn't. We? Aye, we were shy. Um, and according to this app, who seemed to be too busy looking at the Super League news breaking through to keep up with the game, it was fifty six percent possession, four shots, and one on target. And that was that, just one from Nandwili at the keeper. Terrible. Um, Morton, eh? <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> uh, Hammy, will we go over to you now for some out of context jumbles kickback, please? Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. Yeah, I've got some um, some post match reaction from the kickback faithful today. Um, so the first one says, um, fuck knows what we do in training field, but it's not football related. We can't even do the basics right. And the tempo is horrendous yet again. Quite right. Another one says, another awful performance so far. The first 45 minutes must be another nail in Nielsen's coffin. Must be running out of space by now. Pitch is awful, but we are worse. I agree with that. Um, this dross and this clueless manager are an absolute stick-on to be in the bottom three sides next season. Just so many shite players and an eye-bleeding style of football to go with it. Again. Sorry, Hammy. See, based on that, how many games in, like, if we are, say we play five games, we've won one or two, we've lost the other three. How quickly do you think the pressure goes on Nielsen? First next loss season. of the season? Aye, next season, sorry. Didn't he win the first two or win one of the first two? Aye, if if I guess it's sort of when I'm thinking it's who we play because imagine it we'll, we'll get like Rangers, Celtic, Hibs first three games or something like that, and like... I'd expect at least seven points. <laughs> uh, we, we will definitely get nine points from that. We get beat off everybody else. Um, Aye, exactly. We'll we'll beat everyone else. 
it's funny because generally going through Kupwak as well, everyone seems to have now just come to the fact that he's staying next season as well. Right. Um, which is um, which is Shan. Um, somebody else says Naismith's first touch right. takes him into a different postcode, and I agree with that as well. He just hasn't got the the skill anymore. Um, another one says this is absolutely dreadful stuff. Our players and management have no shame. Hearts have discovered the cure for insomnia. Somebody else says that like watching a Sunday league match. I would say a Sunday league match is better though than that. Oh, aye. at least there's challenges. Um, <laughs> Naismith's decline is sad to see. A completely finished player. Mm-hmm. Again, what we were saying. Uh, somebody says, I totally forgot this was on. Thankfully, been watching the darts. Not surprised to see Hearts nil away from home. I take it we've been shite as usual. Somebody replied, sticking darts up your urethra would be more enjoyable than oh. this shite. Oh, Again, I tend to agree with that. Oh, Harry, come on. <laughs> oh, I can feel it in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> last... what, that, what that is, listener, don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, um, another one says, ah, well, another precious 92 minutes of my life utterly wasted. Do we never learn? And that sort of summed it up. And yeah, hard to That's disagree. the thing. It's the lethargy that's been created around this squad that folk just go, oh, is that another fucking game where we've been shy eye? Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, there was somebody on, on Twitter who was saying, Oh, it was it's the end of the season. What could you expect? This will just be another another uh, game for heart. It's fans who want Nielsen out to moan about, and it's it's simple. You know, win games, play well, I've, and th- this goes away. Like, I've I enjoyed understand watching that. Hearts and friendlies. So to watch them in what should be a competitive game, despite it not being in it, it's still a league game. It was still an important game for Greenock Morton, so that should be able to. As soon as the other team's up for it, you should feel up for it. Like you mm. should just feel that energy to want to compete. And in my opinion, like a well-coached and well-managed team would have been a nice, happy environment. They would have went out there tonight and played with loads of creativity. Tried you know, things. A bunch of goals, tried things out. No. Passing backwards. Um, boys, Robbie Nielsen's uh, post-match interview has taken place now. Oh, God. <laughs> would you like to hear tonight's uh, excuse? Yeah. Okay. Well... It was a difficult surface to play football on. <laughs> Every time you pass the ball, it just bobbled all over the place. Textbook. I, yeah, teams have won there this season, right? There's no obvious <laughs> nil-nils. Exactly. Clearly, because Greenock are ninth out of ten teams in the league, so <laughs> teams have definitely won there. <laughs> That's in it. Like this isn't the first time we've played there. Though. We knew what was coming. You know it's. You know, if the pitch is shit, just boot it up. We've got a striker who's like six foot four. <laughs> yeah, no. Get the ball in the box. We actually played a couple of nice balls up to him, and his control on his chest was outstanding. It was like the first ten minutes, took a couple of balls down his chest, didn't his feet, looked for a pass, nipped it there, um, right, and that was how it sort of went. A bit. Mm-hmm. I did, I did see someone criticising, um, and in fact, a couple of people criticising and really on Twitter for not getting stuck in enough. Like if he lost the ball or if there was a challenge near him, he just wasn't bothering his arse. But why would he? I mean, I, I, you could say that about everyone in the team tonight. I think it was Aye. just one of those performances yeah. again. And yeah. I said it. I said it last week that Hearts six 0 win against Alloa was a blip. And I oh aye, yeah, stand well, by had that. Like four good games this whole championship season. 
Well, if you're lucky. Aye. <laughs> oh. oh, uh, is that is that your kickback done, Hammy? That's it's a very dour place at the moment. It's not very nice. The new Sanute thread's still kicking off though, um, but <laughs> no much difference. There's still I, there is still people defending Nielsen and I you know, fine, fair enough, but Christ. Yeah, what was it? Uh, was it um some of the pundits on sports scene tonight were talking about how Hearts fans shouldn't be upset with what's happened and Nielsen's hit his target for the season. Are they nuts? <laughs> do they do they genuinely think we should be happy with that? Partly, do you think we should be happy we're in the championship at all? Yeah. Like, at what point uh, of that do you think we should be happy with? Mm-hmm. Like, and just to, to to clarify on that, we got demoted, but we were fucking dreadful. And and we, we were, were bottom of the league. Like, I, we don't deserve to get demoted, obviously, but we were in the position for it to be a danger. Exactly. We were twelfth for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I'm sure this weekend's fixture will be more entertaining, albeit only because Inverness. <laughs> you liar! And they have to, they have to win. So I mean, they're going to be all out of attack. It's going to be interesting to see what Hearts team turns up. Um, so no, no. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be goals, especially with ex Jambo Todorov, absolute goal machine, flying for them. He's got ten league goals this season. Not too bad. He didn't see how many chances did he get at Hearts? Oh, none. I'll <laughs> come in there with Andy Irvin, Harry Cochran, um, Mark Leonard, and probably about 400 other decent young players kicking about. Hey, but why would we do that when we can spend a fucking fortune on someone else <laughs> to do the same job? Oh, it's just the Levine way. Uh, since our 1-1 draw in the Highlands, Neil McCann's tenure has continued in pretty good form. Um, I've kind of thought it was better than this. They've uh, lost three, drawn three, and won six. But that's actually quite good. And probably yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. For the championship, considering how many points get dropped, that's good going. Uh, and you all know about our form, especially at home. How do you think? We'll, we'll go on to buy ourselves. I won't ask you. What I'll right, okay. ask you is... It's the trophy lift or not lift this weekend. <laughs> Who cares? Let the players decide. Personally, that's what I think. I think it's, it's up to them. It's their achievement if they want to do it. I personally, if I was a player, I'd probably take my medal and say thank you very much and let them lift the trophy like the captain if they wanted to do it. But for me, I wouldn't really be that fucking arsed about winning it. Aye. It's not a decision of any single podcast. Let's just say that. <laughs> That's very true. Um, if Elliot Freer is anywhere near that trophy, I'll be fucking angry. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Aye, there's like a, there's, Elliot Freer. Yeah, there's there's a few players there that really we should we should be actively encouraging not to be anywhere near it. Yeah. But yeah, I think you said last week. Save the fucking fanfare. To say goodbye before leaving for Juventus or something. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I there's maybe some of these players that'll will never get another chance to lift a trophy. Exactly. Or play for Hearts again. Yeah. Yeah. Let um, them decide. Buy or sell. Uh, there's no Cameron tonight because you remember last last time he was off for a couple of weeks um, because he was trying to convince the English FA to get Hearts into League Two. Well, as soon as the Super League broke out, he got himself right back down there. But he's, <laughs> he, had to, 
turning around at the services and he's on his way back up the road since it got disbanded. But it was hammy for uh, by herself. Yes. So let me go through the rundown last week. I had to quickly uh, put the results in after the game tonight, and I was I was pleasantly surprised with the the scores. Um, I couldn't remember them at all. Um, so here we go. Hearts to have over sixty one percent possession. That was a sell, and we all sold it apart from Cameron, who yes. bought everything this week. <laughs> <laughs> the next one was Nandwila and Boyce to have over 1.5 goals total that was another sell um, Simon, Paddy me and Cameron bought it the only person to sell it was Jarvie so well done Jarvie it seems so obvious now really like, why did you buy that <laughs> fucking useless the cunts <laughs> the, <laughs> the next one was hearts to keep a clean sheet so that was the only one that uh, came through this week. We all bought that, so we all got a point for that. Craig the, baby. The, the last one was uh, better to start. Now, the only person... No, sorry, two people buy that, Paddy and Cameron. You don't get a point. <laughs> Simon, Jarvie, Hammy get a point. Um, Jarvie, you actually scored full points this week. Well that. done. So... I'll go on to next week's game and see what Cameron's put in for us. Table, please. I think there might be some movement. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, right. So the running totals then before we get into the next week. Foot of the table, Paddy, 36. And... (laughs) Is that right? Aye. Next place is Cameron (laughs) on 40. And then it gets right right tight. Hammy and Jarvie on 45 in second place, but leading the pack on 46 is Simon. Yes. So there is one point in it between... Was there two games left? Oh, three, two two games. Games. <laughs> I'm shaking it. <laughs> so uh, this this is interesting, this Inverness one then. Can we handle the heat? Right, what have we got? So... Oh, right. So this is the first time I've seen this. Uh, Hearts over 1.5 goals and a win. Sell. (laughs) (laughs) Sell. Simon, sell. Paddy, sell. Just to let you know, by the way, as well, once again, Cameron has bought everything. (laughs) (laughs) And he put his in before tonight's results, so he's probably going to be gutted. (laughs) Um, so just to give you a bit of so the previous results, 2-1 Hearts in November and 1-1 away in February. So we've never actually done well, but there has been over 1.5 goals. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sell because, yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go for it. Got to, two weeks to go. The next one, better to make the squad. Doesn't he be in the starting eleven? Um, he never made the bench tonight again. He just—he seems to have just disappeared completely off the face of the earth. So will he make the squad next week? Remember trophy presentations and all that. That's tough. Sell. Have to sell. Can I'm going to buy. Only can he only lift the trophies if he's in the squad? Does he not? Can he not just no. be there? I guess he could dare John Terry and get full stripped after ninety minutes. <laughs> Um, I think they'll play him 
or they'll even they'll he'll be on the bench and he'll come on for the last two minutes or something. No, I just, yeah. I'm going to buy it. I think you could be right, Hammy, because he's not going to play next week against Rafe where he's going. This is right. the last game at Tin Castle. I'll buy, surely. I right, sentimental. Let's all buy together, Paddy. This is harsh. We don't do sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> it's all we do. It's all we have left. Um, right. So the next one over fifty nine point five percent five percent possession. Goals. <laughs> I wish. Um, in the last two games, we've had fifty nine percent. Sell. Percent. I can't say that. Simon is selling fifty nine point five percent. What was it? Uh, the night uh, it was fifty nine, wasn't it? Or like something. Fifty four or something. Uh, it was less, Sammy. It was fifty six percent. I'm going to sell then because yeah, we're getting worse. I I'll sell as well. Thank you. Paddy, sell. Hammy, sell. Jarvie, what are you doing? I'll sell as well. Again, only Cameron buying that one. <laughs> right, and now the topical one, one we just finished talking about. Hearts to lift the trophy. Oh. Yeah, I'll buy it. Bye. Wait a minute, what's the terms and conditions here? Are you talking, <coughs> t- are you talking lifted off a podium? Aye, that's Aye. really lifting. He's, he's not put any sort of details in there, but I'll sit there. It has to be, a player has to lift it from the podium. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like lift it above their head, celebrating. Well, we'll wait the now then. No, because they could go like this. I know this is not great for a podcast, but they could go. Yeah, well, that's exactly it, Simon. Hold it waist height. I they could hold it just waist height. Ooh. Right, right. We'll call it, it gets lifted off the podium. Right, cool. Aye, that, so they could aye. pick it up and take it down the thingy that's lifting it off. Oh, man. I'm just worried that they're just going to, like, hold it. Just Put a finger it. on it. <laughs> yeah, just fucking up. I'm going to buy it. Someday I'll pick it up. Uh, yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll buy it. It'll be so, better. Aye. We're all buying that. That the trophy will be lifted from its podium. Um, just one more thing before we go. Uh, we have we don't we never spoke about Brecon earlier. Absolute bloody chancers. Oh, <laughs> I hope I hope everyone pulls together, pop them out of that league, man. <laughs> I Get love the all, bin, man. All the team for the Lowland League saying like, "Come on, Brecon, come on." <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, they should have got like everyone else got relegated. Aye. They're what is it? They're on like five points. This whole <laughs> that's genuine. That I think they've won. Should have seen a stat earlier. They've won seventeen games in about one hundred and fifteen or something like that. It's they're absolutely awful. They, I man, it's something like they've they've won and drawn seventeen games and lost a hundred in the last five seasons or something like that. They are minging. <laughs> so they're, they're absolutely they're, reeking. They're on six points after 18 games. Get them to fuck, yeah. They yeah. do not deserve to be where they are. Recon City, am I right? Ew. <laughs> Recon City. Shitty City, more like. <laughs> is it... Who is it? Is it Kelty and Brora that play? For a, the thing is, they're not even getting relegated. It's a playoff game. They'll lose it because they're shite. But... Like, <sighs> There needs to be more jeopardy down there. There needs to at least be like two teams playing like the Lowland and the Highland League winners instead of them two playing a playoff. Yeah. They're mm. better. We I mean, we've first hand experience of Brora. They're 
pretty good. I think they're like the third best team in Scotland. I'm pretty sure. much. I, th- I would say that. <laughs> I'd say the best team. One off, One off if not the. Bloody McRae boys, always up to no good. Well, thank you, boys, uh, and thanks for looking after by yourself, Hammy. Uh, that's oh, all we've got time for today. Uh, special thanks to you, Paddy, uh, and Padmahan Productions for as copious amounts of editing time as ever. Uh, if you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you'd like to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a nice wee review or otherwise spread the good word around Gorgie. So until next time, keep washing your hands to the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Fuck the SFA.